Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Who's ready for God's word? Are you ready? We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be good. Somebody say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Where are my paper Bible people at today? Do we have some paper Bibles in the house today? Yeah? We do? Where are they at? Let me see them. Let me see them. Ooh, that's a good looking one. That's a, is that a new one, bro? Yeah, it looks good, man. I'm, I'm keeping, keeping tabs on all these Bibles. That's a good looking one. That's great. I like that. Great. So good, so good. Awesome. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, we're going to hang out in verses 1 through 13 for the majority of our service today. And while you're turning there, I'm going to say hi to the people online. we got a few people watching here. Abel Dominguez, love you, brother. Thanks for watching today. Uh, Stacy Vargas, we love you so much. Thanks for watching out in Emmett. And Suzanne Gates, we love you too. You are incredible. And Ruben says good morning. Thanks, buddy, for saying good morning. You guys can shout on there as long as... Facebook stays alive. We'll see what happens. Keep praying. Keep praying. Facebook will stay alive. That one always has a problem for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, we are going to believe today. It's going to make it all the way through. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, this week uh, at my at my other job, I was, I was uh, for those of you that don't know, I wash cars now during the day, which is super fun. I get to, you know, I, I was talking to somebody out here this morning, and, and I'm remembering when I first got out of the Marine Corps, I worked at Subway, and I come home smelling like yeast and it was awful so that it is such a, a rancid smell but now i come home smelling like a new car isn't that awesome i mean like what a what a what a what a, what a trade so it's so cool but this week while i was at work i, I piled up all these boxes and, and I, I was getting ready to take them to uh, uh recycle right and so i piled them all up and is anybody like maybe you do this when you're bringing your groceries in like you try to get all of them in one trip. Are you with me? Like so, I'm like putting all these boxes inside of one box, and I'm just trying to get the whole thing, and it's really heavy, and so I have to like kind of get a grip, and I walk a little bit, and then I oh, I gotta, I gotta change my grip, right? I gotta like kind of roll the the cardboard a little bit, so I can just pick up the whole thing, and I'm gonna take and put it away, right? And so, if anybody's like me, you're you're trying to get it all done in one load, right? Or or beach day, huh? Anybody try to do it all on beach day? You've got like six chairs and you're carrying them all with the cooler that's tied to your pants you know you're like i'm gonna get to one place without having to take multiple trips and, and uh, or, or how about moving large furniture yes. you have to like change your grips a few times to get through the door and you gotta like move this thing around right we, we try to we try to do it all at once so today's message is going to be titled new grip go ahead and tell your neighbor new grip new grip we're going to get a new grip on things are you ready all right who, who made it to hebrews chapter 12 Thank you, Sonny. And everybody else, we're still waiting for you to get there. Okay, good, good, good. We're there, we're there. Okay. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off. Somebody say strip off. Strip off every weight. Don't get all excited, you guys. That's weird. You know, don't get excited about stripping things off here. But let us strip off every weight that slows us down. There we go especially the sin that slow, so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance. Somebody say endurance. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Verse 2. Do We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Verse 3. Think of all the hostility. Come on, somebody. 
all the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Come on. Verse 4. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Come on. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. Verse 6. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And before or and, and, he, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Verse 7. As you endure, somebody say endure. As you endure this divine discipline. Oh man, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? We're going to break that down, don't worry. Remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? Verse 8. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Come on, somebody. Verse 9. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father of our spirits and live forever? Come on, verse 10. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a, for a few years, doing the best they knew how, but God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. Verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. Come on. Can somebody give me an amen to that? But afterward, come on, somebody say, but afterward. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in his way. Verse 12, we're almost to the end here. So take a new grip. Somebody say new grip. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Verse 13, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word today. God, I thank you that as we get in our word, there's probably a lot of us in here who are our fingers, our hands are weak, and, and our knees are feeling weak, and we're, we're having a hard time just walking out the call of our lives. And so, Lord, I just pray for all of us right now that we probably came in here weary. Those that are watching online were too weary to get here in person, probably. And so, God, we just pray right now that, that you'll break through today. Break through in our lives. God, we receive your discipline and receive that goodness in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Now, as, as we're reading this scripture, like if we're talking about discipline and disciplining children, like I, I don't want you to see God as this this uh, this this stepdad that wants to like beat his his stepchildren. Are you with me? Like, because it can easily start looking that way. You're like, wait a minute. Like he's just here to discipline us all and make make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. And and it sounds like you know some of our earthly fathers that we're maybe not doing that. Like you know they're missing the mark. Are you with me? Yeah. Is that making sense? But when I think about the word discipline, I think about what I learned in the military. When I was in the Marine Corps, I learned about a different kind of discipline. I learned I learned how to be disciplined in what I was doing. I learned that if I if I got better at it, if it, if somebody was watching me and they tweaked what I was doing, I'd just get better and better and better. Are you with me? And that's also a form of discipline. And so as we look at this and we talk about the scripture today, I want you to think about discipline that way. I, I talked to Chelsea this week and, and I I told her, I said, you know, I feel like Jesus is my own personal trainer right now. Does anybody have a personal trainer or has had a personal trainer before? Does anybody hate their personal trainer? Right? Come on, somebody. Like, even if you've never had one, you hate them. It's just what it's just what happens because this person is going to be yelling at you and telling you to keep, you know, get your get your elbows up and, and to get better form and to do all these things. And and you know what? I feel like Jesus has kind of been my personal trainer lately, and he's he's, he's been kind of like working on me. 
Are you, is, any, is he working on any of you? Yeah? And, and I, I even told this to our, our denominational head yesterday. He's like, well, don't forget that you're a son. I'm like, I haven't forgotten. But he's, he's training me for something. He's getting me ready for something. Are you with me? And so, so a lot of times when you're working with your personal trainer, you're trying to get someone. Are you with me? You're like, you're like, there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that that I don't want anymore. And I, the only way I'm going to get there is if I start working towards things. Is anybody, have you ever trained for like a, a three-mile run? Has anybody ever done that? Or a marathon? Like some of, I mean, we got some crazy people in here, right? There's a few of them that, 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 that actually run for fun. But I mean, most of us, we're running and there's, if we're running, there's something chasing us behind us, right? Like, like, or, or maybe there's a mouse that just jumped out, and you know, like something like that is why we're running, not because we're doing it for fun. But for for some of us, as we start to think about the discipline that God gives us, He's preparing you for a better thing. He's preparing you for something more. He's preparing you for something greater. Are you with me? And so it's important to remember that. What are we training for? What are we being prepared for? What is God getting us ready? What is all of this for? You ever feel that when you're being stretched? You're like, seriously? Now, I'll be honest with you. As as uh, I was going, and I might skip it around, so I apologize to anybody trying to keep track of my notes here. But I, I remember this week when I started my week. One of the guys asked me, "Saying, how do you how do you like the new job?" And I said, "I love it. It's great. It's a lot of hard work. My my body hurts like nine hours a day of physical labor. But I tell you what, I love it. It's great. I, I I'm really sore and I'm hurting, but it's good." And he's like, man, the guy before you that had your job, like, I wish he was that positive. Like, and it was one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? You don't, just because things are challenging or difficult doesn't mean it has to change you. Amen? Amen. Doesn't have to change who you are. I didn't change. I'm still me. I'm still me no matter what. If it, if it, if it says car washing guy or retailer, that's a fancy word for car washing guy, right? But, or, or pastor, it doesn't really matter. I didn't. Right? I still get to be me. Like I'm still running around like crazy, just like I do here on a Sunday morning. Right? And so so we, we just keep pushing through. Amen? Amen? Why do we need such endurance? You know, at the beginning of the week, I was all fired up and ready to go. Let's go wash the cars. By Friday morning, <laughs> I'm sitting on my knees, washing somebody's floorboards in the bottom of their car, and I ask God, how long am I going to do this? Anybody ever ask that question? How long am I going to have to do this? How long do you have me here to go? And I, and I think about it, and a lot of us, it's just like, oh, where, where's the finish line? Where's the finish line? But right now, I haven't even started the race. It's just training. It's just training. we got to remember that sometimes. Sometimes we're, we're, we think we're in the race. We're thinking, like, how long is this race? No, you're not even in the race yet. You're just being, you're in training. Like it stinks when you're in training. Are you with me? Like like boot camp, boot camp has its own special memories for me. Are you with me? And most of them I can't share here. Are you with me? But but it's training. It's getting you prepared for what you're about to do. Does that make sense? And so training is gonna be harder than the race prayerfully if you're doing it right. Are you with me? And so I'm excited for what's coming. Are you excited for what God has for you? Come on, somebody. Here's here's point number one. I will strip off the weight. Wait. To run with endurance. I will strip off the weight to run with endurance. Are you with me? I will strip off the weight to run with endurance. Let's go back into Hebrews for a minute in, in uh, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that it so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. How do we endure difficult times and situations? Wow. Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Like when you're going through it, you're like, I don't have a plan for this. You know, I remember Luke thinking the same thing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Right? I'll be honest with you, it's not, a, it's not as hard as pastoring. Pastoring is, is a whole different kind of endurance. And you know what happens over time is that your endurance grows, and you grow more, and you grow more, and you grow more. It's kind of that thing where if God told you all the stuff you're going to have to go through to accomplish the dream that he had for you, you wouldn't say yes. Are you with me? You'd be like, oh, well, I like the idea of that, like getting to step 10. But I'm, I'm not sure why you were so fuzzy about steps 2 through 9. Are you with me? Like, uh, like what? What, is, what does this have to do with step 10? Are you with me? Like, you're going like, I, I didn't really sign up for this. I signed up for 10. I didn't sign up for 3. I didn't sign up for 4. I mean, you, you mean there's more steps after this one before we get to 10? Like, what are you, are you kidding me? And is anybody feeling me today? How do we endure difficult times and situations? You know, I had, a, I had a lady this week while I was washing the car. It was one of our vendors. She came by, and she's kind of just watching me wash this car for a while. And she's like, man. That's, a, that's like a workout, isn't it? And I said, yes, that's like nine hours of working out, like all day long, you know, just scrubbing these things and doing this stuff. And, and she's looking at me like, wow. And I'm like, you know what's crazy? Crazy is they don't even make me pay for, to work out here. Like, they actually pay me to work out here. And she's like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. But in the middle of it, like, you're thinking like, oh, my goodness, this this is rough. And like I said, by the end of the week, I was asking God, like, how long am I going to do this? I mean, this is a job for a 19-year-old kid, not a 37-year-old man. Are you with me? Like all of a sudden, I'm like my creaky joints as I'm getting up off the ground. Like, okay, yeah, we just washed the bottom of that thing. You know, like we killed that one, didn't we? You know, like, it, but it's a little bit different. Are you with me? Now I'm grateful, and uh, even my boss, they, they were all just like, man, everybody's so stoked that you're here, and we're we're glad you you worked so hard. And so I was grateful for that uh, to to set an example for what a Christian man work ethic looks like. Amen. Come on. But in Psalms 51. Verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Verse 11, Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of my salvation, and make me willing to obey you. Kelsey had shared that. She didn't read my notes this morning. But uh, she shared that in our circle. Restore me the joy of my salvation. Training's never easy. It's not. Training's not meant to be easy. Training's meant to make you strong. Training's meant to make you you go through things so that you're ready for what's what's ahead. Are you with me? Training's not easy. Two and a half years ago, I gave God permission to break me so that we could go to a greater impact as a church and see more salvations in this region. And that word that God gave me of breaking me, it has been two and a half years of breaking after breaking after breaking. One thing after another. And I was talking to Kelsey this week and I said, you know what's crazy? Is that if when I told God yes two and a half years ago and said, yes, break me, if he would have broke me to the point that he's broken me to now, I would have, I would have folded. There's no way I could have made it. Are you with me? It would, it would have just been too much, too fast. I mean, it was fast enough the way God did things, but in, in the midst of it, he knew what I could handle. 
And you know what? He knows what you can handle. And so, so as you say yes to God and you're going on that journey with him to say, hey, God, I'm willing, I'm ready. Like, like turn me into this man, turn me into this woman that you called me to be. And you start that journey and you start to look back and go, oh, man, he's really done a lot of work. Like all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're this, this much more of a spiritual giant than you were when you started the journey. Right? Are you with me? And so you start to get excited. I'll be honest with you. This week I was telling Chelsea, and, and she, we were, we were kind of going through something a little bit. Going, like, dude, this is getting hard. But I kind of said, you know what? I just feel like Jesus is my personal trainer right now. Like he's been kicking my butt for the last two and a half years, and we're preparing for something. Oh, he's getting me strong for something. It's time to go. Like, what else do you got, Jesus? Let's do this. Are you with me? Like, all of a sudden you show up early to the gym. Hey, how come you're not there, Jesus? Where are you at? Like, where's my personal trainer? I'm ready to train. Are you with me? Something changes in your demeanor after a while. Instead of going, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can handle this anymore. Oh, I'm so tired. Instead, it's like, dude, dude, dude I'm going to kick some butt. Yep. Take some things. Are you with me? Something just kind of switches inside of you, and, and you're getting ready for that. Like yesterday, I, I finally, my, my, I know I lost a lot of weight, right? So my, my clothes are all fitting so loose, and, and I haven't bought any new clothes yet. And my belt, like I'd already gone to the last loop on it. So yesterday, I had to pull my knife out and poke a hole in this thing just so that my pants will stay on. Are you with me? But it's it's training time. Are you with me? Let, let, let that be something that's like, oh my gosh, I can celebrate what God is doing in me and through me, right? i got to be honest with you. Every season before this one, every time that I've tried to lose weight and get healthy, something really bad would happen. And I'd start eating like a madman, just trying to make myself happy again. Just trying to feel good about life again. Can I tell you that things are still happening? Life is still challenging. Life is still hard. But the difference this time is I'm not letting go. Are you with me? I'm, I'm saying, like, God, we're, we're, I'm in this. Let's do this. I don't even care anymore. Like, let's let's just push through. And something changes when you can get to that point. Now, I want to encourage you. If, you. if you've lost over and over and over again, this battle that you're going after. And, and you think, like, I just I don't know if I want to try has anybody ever felt that? Like I've been trying to, I've been trying to like that, but I've been trying to start that business. I've been trying to, I just, I just don't know if I have it in me to try anymore. I've been trying to fix my marriage. I just don't know if I have it in me to try anymore. Like I know that for a lot of us, we say, oh, I just don't know if I have it in me to try anymore. Listen, if you keep your focus on Jesus, come on, somebody. If you keep your focus on Jesus, you'll stop thinking that I need this to change for me to be happy. I need this to be fixed before I can move forward. See, you're waiting for contingencies that may never happen. And God is going, keep going. Yeah, take another lap. I mean, think about a whole generation that got lost of Israelites because they had to take another lap in the wilderness. How many of us are in our own spiritual wilderness and we haven't learned the lesson yet and we're still not willing to submit ourselves to God and say, here I am, send me. Are you with me? Come on. It takes a different kind of mindset. Are you with me? That's how we endure. That's how we make it through. Here's point number two for my note takers. I will endure divine discipline as a child of God. I will endure divine discipline as a child of God. I sat with our denominational heads yesterday, and they said, do you think that this work ethic that you're putting in right now is sustainable? It's a good question, right? It's a good question. I'm working 40, 45 hours last week at, at one job, and then I'm working every single night. For the church, how is that sustainable? And I said, if God says it is, then it is. This is the door he's open for me right now. 
This is the season we're in right now. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. Are you with me? But if he says it is right now, then I'm, I'm ready for training day. Are you with me? Then I, if you come in with that mindset that God's going to get me through this, God's going to push me through. Like if God thinks that I'm strong enough to handle this kind of training, what is he training me for? Are you with me? And think about your situation right now. The stuff that you've been enduring, the stuff that you've been going through over and over and over again. And you're thinking, man, this can't be what God has for me. No, this is just training time for what he does have for you. He's getting you ready for what you have next. But for a lot of us, we're still sitting on the couch with our gym membership that hasn't moved. Are you with me? Some of us are watching workout shows and thinking like, yeah, go, you got it. You know, like, I'm a pony, I'm a pony. You know, like, and, and nothing's happening. You got to be more than a member. Are you with me? You got to actually get to work. Amen? Somebody say get to work. Get to work. Get to work. Get to work. The difference between exercising and working with a trainer is form. A trainer watches form. That's why they're so annoying. Right? As soon as as soon as you start lifting something, you're like, oh, I don't yeah, I got this. But what you've also done is you've incorporated other muscles that in that group to take on that weight, that new weight that you're doing. And they're saying you're missing your form. And all of a sudden they, they push your elbows in and they, they say straighten your back up and then you try to lift that thing and you're like, now I can't lift it at all. Because there's a focus on a certain area. See, God's doing the same thing with a lot of us. He's saying, hey, I'm not letting you move on because you're cheating. You're cheating yourself and your strength. You're not going to be able to carry the weight that I have for you because you're too busy incorporating other things and doing other things that I didn't ask you to do. Are you with me? Right. And all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're carrying weight. We're like, look at me. Look at all the stuff I'm doing. Look at how strong I am. And then he says, yeah, but I want you to focus on this area of your life. And then you're like, but I can't lift anything in that area. I kind of don't want you to talk to me about that area of my life. I kind of like to push that area of my life out of the way and just show people how strong I am. Is anybody with me? Yes. Right? And so in the midst of it, you're, you're saying, your personal trainer comes in and says, no, we're going to focus on this area. And I know you can't do it. So I'm going to ask you to pick up those little pink weights, you know, the ones that are sitting over there that guys are not supposed to be have to pick up, you know. And I want you to pick up the little pink weights, and we're going to work up to where I want you to go. And you're gonna, you might be embarrassed for a minute, but there's going to be a day where you're going to be lifting like crazy these big weights, and you're able to do it. Are you with me? Not just faking the funk, like, look at me, here I am sitting in front of the mirror. But instead, no, no, I've, I've done the work. I did the training. I did the embarrassment. I did the stuff so that God can make me grow. That could be, are you with me today? Come on. Because we need that endurance to be able to get to where God wants us to be. In Hebrews, Hebrews, Chapter 12, verse 5. And have you forgotten the encouraging word that God spoke to us as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he directs you. Verse 6. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who has never been disciplined by his father? In your training, how many times do you want to give up? How many times? I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, going to the gym right now is really, would be really difficult for me. It's like when I was in the Marine Corps and I worked out twice a day, like I get up at 4 in the morning, I go to the gym before I go to work, and then I get off of work and I go to a different gym so I can hang around different people while I work out again. I'm not that guy anymore. Are you with me? Does anybody, anybody have like a similar story? Like, I used to do this, but not so much anymore. Like, 
my, my brain still thinks I'm like 19 years old and I can just pick up a bar and do whatever I think I could do when I was 19. So I can't. Are you with me? And so it, it's a little bit different feeling to get in get in and start training again. I, I start to say things like, this is enough. I can't think of it anymore. I've already done this before. I don't want to do this anymore. Are you with me? I was, I was thinking about I was thinking about some, some friends of mine who, uh, who gave up their church a couple of years ago. And I thought to myself, I could never do that. I would never quit. But you know what? They've been doing it 20 years longer than me. And I started to think to myself, would I ever do that? Would I ever do that? Would I ever keep going through this over and over and over again for the next 20 years? Would I finally say, you know what, young guy? You did. Come on, because we're being real. This is, I, I don't know if I have the endurance to do this anymore. Are you with me? And so it's those moments where you're going, like, huh, can I take it? This is my limit. Does anybody remember as a kid uh, where, where, where somebody puts you in like an arm bar and put their arm behind you? And they'd say, say uncle. You ever feel like that? And how, about, how about your spiritual life now? You ever just want to say, like, all right, God, uncle, I'm done. Like, like enough pressure, this really hurts, and I'm really tired of you pushing on that. Uncle, are you with me? Is anybody is anybody declaring uncle today in the spirit? The pain is too much. The road ahead is too difficult. God's correction in your life is not a criticism to you. God's correction in your life should be something that encourages you. See, as, as God starts to say, no, you can do better. And you say, oh, this hurts too much. I can't do that. And he says, no, I know you can do better. I may be. I know you can do better. I know there's more you. I know God's got more for you. Right? And in, in those moments, it should encourage you. The more it hurts, it should encourage you. Right? As, as you pick up those pink weights and you're like, man, everybody's looking at me. I was just carrying those 100 pound weights a minute ago and now you get me to pick up the little pink two and a half pound weights. Right? And now I can't even lift the way you're asking me to lift. But as you seek after God, as you keep walking with the Lord and you watch Him work in your life, Little by little, you know you did it right. Are you with me? You know you, you, you did what he asked you to do. And his correction is not criticism. It's the small tweaks required to give you the good form to win the race that he set before you. Each of us has a different race. Every one of us. You can't judge another man's race, another person's race. I know, because their, their training is different. Are you with me? There's some of the things that you have gone through in your life that I have never been through. So I can't judge you in how you're going through that. God is working you out for your race. Yeah. And he's working me out for my race. Yeah. You can judge me all you want, but tell you what, it's between me and him. He's my trainer, not you. Yeah. Are you with me? He's your trainer, not me. I can't tell you how to run the race that God put before you. Nobody can. But as long as you keep seeking and training, as long as you keep seeking the Lord, he's a good father. Listen, there'll be times where he's just going to sit there and hug you and put his arms around you and tell you how much he loves you. And then there's other times where he's going to take you to fishing. He said, get to it. You got to Stop sitting around. It's nothing's going to happen if you sit around. Are you with me? Is anybody here today? Yes. Joshua. I almost preached the whole message after this one. But this is good. God gave me this message in a new way this, this week. I was telling Kelsey about it. I was like, 
He gave me all my supporting verses before he gave me the actual scripture that I could think from. And that's not normal for me. A lot of, most of the time when I'm seeking the Lord, he'll give me a section of scripture. I'm going to teach on this. And then as I start reading through it, I get support verses for that, for this, for that, for this. Thing. Well, this time, I got like a support verse. I'm like, well, this, what's this? Okay. Uh, I guess I can take that. I'm looking for it. And then I, then I get another verse. Well, that has nothing to do with this one. Like, how's that going to work? I don't understand how this is going to come together, Lord. Like, he's giving me puzzle pieces that are a little bit. You, you ever get God like that? He gives you something. You're like, this is not what I asked for, Lord. This is not what I was thinking. And I started reading this one, and and I, I read through this whole chapter, but this specific part stuck out to me. Verse 17, chapter 3, sorry, chapter 3, verse 17. If it's easier to follow along, we'll follow along in our app. I already put it over there for you. Make it easier. Chapter 17. Meanwhile, the priests were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant, stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation, somebody say whole nation, the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Now, I want you to imagine for a minute the Ark of the Covenant. This is like this big, big box. It's like you've got guys that are just holding this thing up. Are you with me? They're holding it up. They're they're, they're holding the Ark of the, and and what's, what's the word, what's another word for covenant? Promise. Promise of God. They're holding the promise of God. While they're waiting for everybody to pass by. They're standing in the middle of the Jordan River. I apologize to give you some context. What's happening here is kind of like what happened with Moses in the Red Sea. But Joshua walks up to the Jordan River. And the priests walk out with the Ark of the Covenant. And as they walk out with the Ark of the Covenant, the water goes up like a wall. Just like it did for the Red Sea. So they're walking across the river without having to walk through the water. Are you with me? So the, the priests are out there holding the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant. They're holding the promise of God up. This is what it feels like to be a leader. You're standing there holding it up while everybody else walks by. Okay. Can you walk a little faster, please? Is anybody with me? Like, back to the grocery analogy. You, you, you are now carrying 10 bags of groceries on both arms. Are you with me? And you get to the front door, and you have your child who you asked to open the door. They did not carry a single thing from the car. And you're just like, can you please open the door? Is anybody with me? Yeah, you know how I feel, right? And so as you lead, as God's called you to do something, there's going to be a time where you're holding on to the promise of God while everybody else is meandering down the street. It's going to happen. It's going to happen because God called you. He's trained you to carry out that promise. He said he gave you a vision that everybody else is like, oh, we're going for a walk. Okay, this is good. Right? I remember this when this happened with Moses. Yeah, he did. Grandma told me about this. We, we just kind of, we just walk through here. And while the other guys are sitting there holding the promise of God, well, like, any day now, guys, like the whole nation of Israel. Are you with me? How many times in our lives as leaders, as people, as, as husbands, as wives, as mothers, as fathers, are you holding on to the promises of God and they're just going, please, please, let's get through this. Please, it's just getting heavy. This, this promise, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting not to believe. You know, I'm kind of, does anybody, anybody ever want to put the promise down? They're like, I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's worth the effort. It doesn't seem like anybody appreciates it. Do you ever feel that? Like, those are the things as, as we're holding the promises of God, going like, okay, I'm believing, but this is too hard. Are you with me? Pastoring has its challenges. The priests held the Ark of the Covenant. 
Our pastoral team is full of this promise of God for this church. What promises are you holding to each other? I was talking to a few people this morning, hearing stories about their own prodigal sons, prodigal daughters. Hold on to the promise. And it aches in your heart. You're holding on to the promise that that addiction will finally break. And you're holding on to it. And one day like this will ever, ever pay. Are you with me? How many of us are still going like, can I hold on? Can I hold on? Here's my final point this morning. I will get a new grip to carry God's call. I will get a new grip to carry God's call. Let me go back to Hebrews. We were thinking about the priests for a minute. In verse 12, it says, So take a new grip with your tired hands. These same thoughts. Is this what it's going to be like forever? Not preaching to me. Get a new grip, Justin. Get a new grip. I'm going to share, I'm going to, I'm going to share kind of a story. Are you ready? i got to be careful because everything's online and I have like certain things i got to be careful about, right? But there was a gentleman I met this week, and when I was talking with him, he had shared with me that his daughter has leukemia. And she's five years old. Five years old. She, she was diagnosed with leukemia at three years old. They got it into remission, and now all of a sudden, and I'm sitting in the car, driving this guy home, trying to be careful. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I can feel it. But I'm, I'm driving him home. I'm like, I'm not supposed to say anything. Don't say anything. Just like, I'm not supposed to say anything. Don't say anything. Just like, oh, I'm going to say anything. That's hard. I said, you know what? I have to tell you. He didn't know this. I'm a pastor. And I want to pray for you when you go to God. I want to tell you, I've seen, I've seen people get I've seen people die from cancer. Don't get me wrong. Not every person I pray for automatically got to me. There's been plenty of times where I ask God, why didn't it happen this time? What about this one, Lord? I've had my own arguments with Jesus. But I have also seen, I have also seen cancer leave people fight. And so I told this man, I said, listen, I don't know if you're okay with this. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for this. But I would like to pray for you and your daughter. I'd like our church to pray for you and your daughter. If you're okay with it. And he said, yes, that'd be great. He also said that I, I lost faith because I was in the Navy and I, I was a foreman and I, I saw a lot of bad things overseas. And I, could, I, I lost my faith in God because how could God let those things happen? And a lot of bad stuff happened out there. And I said, you know what, I'm a Marine and I've seen some bad things too. And I know what you feel, but I've also seen God come to you. And I've seen him do amazing things. So I'd like to pray for you that everyone's ready. So if you all pray with me for her. And pray for because her little brother is about or her her older brother, sorry, her older brother is eight, nine years old. They're gonna do a bone marrow transplant from him to her. And so as I dropped him off and as I'm driving back to work, I prayed and I said, God, I would love to see a miracle in my hand. I would love to see you just do a miracle for this man. And for him to see why his car got there and why he got driven by the car wide. Are you with me? And why God can do miracles. Are you with me? And so I'm believing for that. I was singing in tongues and crying out and crying out to God because I smell like a new car. Are you with me? Just going, Lord, if this is why you sent me here, then I'm here. Do this, Lord. Do this miracle for him. I pray that when he comes back to see that his new trunk is put on, that he finds out that he has a brand new daughter. Are you with me? Never had to get a bone marrow transplant. That's my prayer. But I'm going to make that better.
I know you took a shower. Are you with me? Are you with me? How many of us would have regret on the call God has for us? I know I've had to change my grip the last couple of weeks. But then that's fine. He's preparing me for something good. I know he's preparing me for something good. Don't, don't miss training. Don't miss it. Don't despise the discipline required for the race of life. Are you with me? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for your training. I thank you that you believe that we can have the endurance we need to get through this race. God, it's your faith, it's your hope that I hold on to in the middle of trying and difficult times. And God, we just give you honor and praise right now, knowing that you are all we need in these difficult times. God, that you will make us through, that you will make us more powerful, that you will make us strong enough to carry the weight. And so God, I just pray for each of us, as we all have our own training regimen, as we all have our own race to run. I just pray for each of us, God, that you prepare us well. God, that you prepare our hearts and our minds to say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. Choose me, I'm ready for training again today. And so God, I just thank you for each one of us, all those watching online, all of us here in the house. That you call us for such a time as this. To hear a message like this. And to believe that our God has made us for great things. And if you're here this morning and every head bowed, every eye closed, I, I first want to just give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If there's somebody in here and you don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, I, I don't want you to leave here without him. He loves you. He's not just a trainer. <laughs> He's, he's a great father. He's a loving savior. He's a king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's a comforter. He's healing. That's who he is. So if you're here today and you don't have that relationship, with him, I want to give you that opportunity. And, and if, if you could, if that's you, if you could just raise your hand for me, just saying, hey, that's me. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus today. Is that anybody here today? I'm just going to pray for you. I promise I won't embarrass you. I won't do anything like that. But if he's knocking on the door of your heart, and you're like, I want a relationship with God. I want to hear his voice. I want to know him. If that's you here today, just raise your hand. And if you're watching online, you can do the same thing. You put in the chat saying, hey, that's me. If that's you today, I just want to pray for you. God, I pray for this new person. Who's making a commitment to you? Who's saying, God, I want you to be my Savior. God, I want to receive that gift of eternal life. And Lord, I pray that you forgive me of my sin. Now I'd be able to change from the inside out and walk with you every day of my life. And Lord, when I stumble, I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to run to you. Because I know things are going to get hard sometimes. And I want to, I'm going to want to run away from you. But instead, I'll run to you. I know that you'll be there for me to help pick me up, help take me to the next place. So, God, I give my life to you today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody lift up a shout for the Lord. He's worthy. He's worthy. Now, for the rest of us who are 
are still in training. We're sore, aren't we? <laughs> I'll tell you what, like my, I have like this knot in my, in my shoulder back here that just, I mean, just doing this all the time. I gotta learn how to do it all with my left hand. Are you with me? I'm using my dominant hand a lot to do the scrubbing. Riding my motorcycle home, I can feel that knot. It's just like on fire, shit like that. But it's training. It's training. Because I guarantee you, in a month or two, I won't feel that anymore. I'm going to be stronger in that area. Are you with me? Probably been a week, two weeks, and we'll see. But the same thing is for each of us. If you'll keep enduring with the Lord, you'll be stronger in the areas that used to hurt. They won't hurt anymore. But you'll have a new thing. And I'll have you on a new training regimen. And you'll start to realize, like, hey, I remember when that used to hurt. You'll be in small group talking to somebody, and they're going to tell you about the pains that they're feeling and experiencing with God. And you'll be like, oh, that's cute. I remember that. I remember going through the same thing. And they're like, cute. No, it's such a terrible. What are you talking about? It's like, but when you've gotten stronger and you've gotten stronger, all of a sudden we go to pick up that pink wave for them. You're like, no, just keep going. You'll get there. I remember what it was like. I know it's embarrassing, but you'll be okay. God's going to get you through it. Are you with me? And you grow. And as you grow, you help other people. Amen? And you get to see and, and experience and cheer them on as they keep growing. Just keep going. You got this. I got my 10-year-old. When he picks something up, it's like the funniest thing ever trying to skip this. Bro, it's not that heavy. You can do this. He's like, Dad, this is the heaviest thing ever. I'm like, I'm like when you're playing your video games and doing other stuff, like it's no big deal to pick those things up. Huh? But now, all of a sudden, it's called work. It's this cuss word. It's a four-letter word. word. It's so significant. When we'll run around the backyard and go crazy at the park and do pull-ups and all those kinds of things. But as soon as I have to take the trash out, I don't. it's so heavy. Are you with me? It's amazing how that. It's cute. It's cute. Kind of. For some of us in our spiritual growth, got to realize that what we're going through. It's only going to get harder from here. I don't know why we think that it's going to get easier. It's not. Where are my seasoned Christians at that can testify to say, hey, it only gets harder from here. It only it gets stronger from here. I mean, read any any story in the Bible. It's a, it gets challenging after challenging after challenging. To see the breakthrough of the Lord is after all of the training. I mean, think about how much training goes into an Olympic athlete for seconds. Of performance. I mean, they've been at a minimum training for the last four years intensely for the next time that they're going to run for 1.1 seconds. They're putting everything that they did for the last, most likely, their whole life up to this point into 1.4 seconds. I mean, think about what God is doing in our life. The breakthrough is going to be awesome. That 1.4 seconds when we get to say, hey, look what God did. It's also going to feel like when you're getting married. Are you with me? How much preparation went into the wedding? How much? A year? Year and a half? All the stresses and all the things? For what? An hour and a half and then it's done? Are you kidding me? How much money did I spend? How much did I have to put into this? for an hour? And it's done? I mean, this should at least be like a month. Like, I put like $10,000, $20,000 into this. It should be at least a month of celebration. Took me a year and a half to get here. When you think about what that's doing in you right now, all the time that it took to get here 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, to get to this point, 
When you have your breakthrough moment, it's going to be sweet. But only that on the other side of it, it will be humiliating for the next breakthrough moment. Because when 1.6 seconds you hit it, we're going to 1.4. We're going to get it 1.2. And then there's more. And with it, the training gets more, more regular, more difficult, more challenging. Because that's what bigger things do. We're excited about the training. I know a lot of us are like training targets. I don't know. I'm not up for that. I, I kind of just want to relax. Then I'm relaxed. And you know that there was more. And with it, think about all the athletes that knew that there were more when they were tired. Oh, right? That's what more for you. You put record in one step. I remember hearing John Maxwell, anybody like John Maxwell, the author, John Maxwell, one of my favorite authors. And, and he's still, I think he's like 70 something now. And he's still speaking all the time, traveling all over the nation. And he's been asked, like, when are you going to retire? Retire for what? <laughs> as long as I can influence people and, and help them to get and become the fullness of what they can be, retire for what? I'll retire when I'm in, at my heavenly place, when I get met at the gate that says, well done, good faithful servant. That's not a retire. John Maxwell, I, I, I honor that. Like, dude, I want to be just like that someday. I want to see the fullness of people's lives my entire life. That's my prayer. Are you with me? That's going to take some endurance. Amen? Because people, people are tough. You look, look next to me. That person, that's, they're tough. Are you with me? You've got tough people. you got tough people. I wonder how many people John Maxwell has met with in comparison to you. And he goes, oh, that's cute. That's cute, Pastor Justin. The challenges you're going through right now. Do you think you're so big and so tough? Are you with me? And then they say, okay, all right, well, prepare me, strengthen me, get me to the next place. Amen? Is anybody praying that this morning? If you're praying with that for your own journey, for your own thing right now, just raise your hand. Say, hey, I'm right there in the middle of that plan. It's about everything. Just that you feel lonely, you don't now. We're all in training. We're all in training. Father God, these hands that are raised, are going through a lot. These hands that are raised, we've experienced a lot. And God, we we thought we've gotten to our wits end. We thought we've gotten to our last last bit of energy that we can have. And God, we ask you right now to renew the joy of our salvation. God, to renew our strength. Lord, help us change our grip on the call of our lives so that we continue to move forward and to see the fullness that you have for our lives. I just pray a blessing over every hand raised in this place, over every person who's watching online. I just pray a blessing over you. That God does a work in and through you that you never thought possible. And thank you, God, for trusting us. With this training, you obviously came highly trust to take us this far. We praise you and give you the honor and peace that we pray. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.